This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, discipline toolkit in your home. Well, hello, listeners. Welcome back to a new episode I'm your host, Wendy Snyder, positive parenting educator and family life coach, and I am so happy that you are here. We have a very special guest on the show today. Her name is Tanya Camps, and we are talking about how to parent without punishment. Da, da, da. <laughs> this is one of my favorite subjects to talk about. We're actually discussing compassionate discipline all month long here on the Fresh Start Family Show. Um, and I'm so excited because, again, I could talk about this all day long uh, along with power struggles. This is my favorite subject to talk about, to teach about, to um, encourage families to learn about. So I'm just so happy that you're here. But I want to take a second to tell you a little bit more about Tanya. She is a parent educator and actually now a toddler sleep support specialist who also runs a really meaningful apparel shop. She just has the cutest stuff um, that she creates. Uh, But she loves Jesus and she is passionate about helping parents shift their lens and parent with purpose. And today she came on the show to talk about parenting without punishment with a special focus on why it's such a great idea to remove spanking from our parenting toolkit. So you are going to love this episode if A, you've already ditched spanking as an option, but often feel judgment or pressure from family members, friends, neighbors, or maybe in-laws to use corporal punishment, or you're going to love this episode if you want to ditch spanking 100%, but you still resort to it every once in a while because you feel like nothing else, air quotes, works. (laughs) And if you don't, your head is just going to explode because you like don't know what else to do, right? (laughs) Just last week, we had a beautiful bonfire support member um, chime in. Someone had shared like, oh, I just had a hard day. I kind of flipped out on my kid. I think she had like yelled at them or just had not been able to kind of make it all the way through kind of a tantrum type of situation. And she said, gosh, I just ended up yelling at my kid. I kind of regret it. I definitely regret it, she said. And she had requested some coaching. But someone chimed in and said, you know, I'm so happy that you posted this because, you know, I've been studying positive parenting for a while. They have been part of our bonfire support community for quite some time. And she said, I just felt so much shame last week because I resorted to popping my little boy on his butt and then later just felt like such crap because I've been on such a mission to not do that anymore um but she said you know but but she said but I did and she said it actually caused me to not come to our live coaching sessions lately because she was just feeling the shame around it. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm so happy that she posted that because you could tell the community just could relate so much to that feeling of wanting to be totally on board and 100% be like, yes, we only practice compassionate discipline. We're doing self-calming, self-regulation, natural consequences, logical consequences, all the stuff that I teach my students how to really integrate into kind of the daily fabric of their life and really rely on the power of those teaching strategies. But 
you just have moments where you're just not quite sure it's going to work all the way, or um, you just still are reverting, or maybe even you're just still threatening the spankings, right? Like, you're going to love this episode if that's you. Or it's also, for all of you, this episode is also going to be one that you love if maybe this episode is one that someone sent to you. Maybe they sent you the link to help you understand their viewpoints. So maybe you are still a spanker and you think it's a great way to correct misbehavior and or correct sinful behavior. So what you're going to hear in this episode is just a passionate but respectful conversation that I pray will help you consider a different way without feeling judged or pressured that you're doing something wrong. Because here's the truth, families. All parents are trying so freaking hard (laughs) to raise good, kind human beings. There's just not anybody listening to this show who is purposely trying to jack up their kids. So I see you. I see you all. I admire you all. And I'm just so happy that you are here listening today. So this month here at Fresh Start Family um, and on the Fresh Start Family show, as I mentioned in last week's podcast with Connected Families, who I just love so much, we are having a lot of faith-based discussions because it's the month of Easter and a time to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Can I get a woot-woot? Who's the man? Jesus. (laughs) But I just believe There is no better time to declare that the old way is dead. This is a season of new life, of new growth, of a new way. And as the flowers are blooming outside, as spring arrives and the baby birds are being born and the trees are all growing their leaves back anew, this is a time for your discipline strategy to get a refresh. It is never too late to start over parents. No matter what kind of day you had yesterday or no matter what kind of night you had last night, no matter how you chose to raise your kids their first few years of life. Remember, I did not find the work of positive parenting and I did not completely shift my ways till Stella was three and a half years old. I had times where I thought spanking was the best way to correct her misbehavior and teach her to be a good, kind human being. And boy, oh boy, did it not work. And my God, am I so thankful I found a different new way. But you get to decide how you teach your littles important life lessons. And every day is a fresh start, especially when it comes to discipline. So today's episode, I pray, will fill your soul with confidence, especially if you're one of the many families who just feels frozen when people challenge your decision to teach your kids with compassion instead of fear, force, pain, humiliation, overpowering, and shame. I pray every point that we discuss in this episode helps you feel a bit more empowered to respond to the air quote challengers in your life with grace and patience, but also firm kindness to believe in yourself, to believe in what you stand for, and to believe in how you are choosing to discipline your children. 
And for those who this concept of totally eradicating spanking from your toolkit toolkit is new. Remember, we have so many resources for you here at Fresh Start Family to learn about compassionate discipline if you're interested. So like I mentioned, all this month, I'm focusing on teaching about compassionate discipline, and I'd love to have you join me for my free positive parenting workshop, Three Steps to Building a Strong, Compassionate, Firm, and Kind Discipline Toolkit that works with kids of all ages. You can save your seat at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline class, and you'll learn all about the times and days that that class is offered. So big hugs and thanks as always for listening to our show. If you love this episode, be sure to screenshot it as you're listening and share it to Instagram or Facebook. I'm really active on Instagram. Make sure you tag me at Fresh Start Monday. I'd love to hear if you love this talk and if it supported you at all. It also helps when you share out our content to really expand our message and help us spread the light of Jesus in the world. And again, it's the month of Easter, family. Let's all work together to spread the love and light of Jesus. What do you say? All right, families, without further ado, help me welcome my dear friend, Tanya Camps, to the show. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show. Well, hey there, families, and welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. I am so excited to be here with my friend, Tanya Camps. Welcome, Tanya. Hi, I'm so excited. Um, This conversation has been stirring in my heart and just so long overdue. So today is the day. (laughs) I know. Oh, my goodness, you guys. Today, we are going to be talking about parenting without punishment. And specifically, we're going to be encouraging you to really lean into taking a break from spanking, timeouts, and harsh punishments. But specifically, Tanya and I really felt called um, by the Lord to speak about spanking. I know there's um, a lot of conversation, obviously, in the world, always, the history of all-time parenting uh, around spanking. And it has a tendency to be a very heated topic. And um, we're going to bring this conversation before you today just as a open vulnerable, connected conversation. But first I want, I want to say this, you guys, um, before we get going, um, remember that there is no shame here, right? There is absolute no shame when it comes to what you are doing in your home, how you are choosing to discipline or raise your little human souls. Mm -hmm. So we want to hold this space today to have no shame And you're also going to hear us both talk very firmly about our beliefs that it is not necessary nor biblically advocated for to have spanking be included in your discipline toolkit. Okay. Um, But, you know, as Tanya says a lot in, in what you've shared online over the years about this is it's always okay for you to stop listening and, and to put down what we're presenting. Right. And We hope that you don't. We hope that you stay with us today Um, because really this conversation is for 
is for you if you're in one of these camps. One, maybe you are, um, maybe you're, uh, you know, an avid listener of the, the Fresh Start Family Show, or even a student of the Foundations Course and the Bonfire, and you're like, heck yeah, I love all this positive parenting stuff. I love the gentle connection based stuff, and we still spank every once in a while because come on, when the kid runs in the street or touches the hot stove or smacks his baby sister, like sometimes, like it's just. You know, even with what I've learned about compassion and discipline, Wendy, like still, like sometimes we still just pull it out. Or maybe you're like, sometimes we still threaten it, right? Like maybe you're in that camp where you're like, I'm mostly practicing compassion discipline, but over here, I still feel like it's okay sometimes. Or here's the second camp, you guys. And I really want you to hear this because this is going to serve a lot of different people today. The second camp is for parents who are like, okay, cool. We are done with it. Like either we did it when the kids were younger and we've realized like, we don't want to do that anymore. We we don't stand for it. We've learned a new way. Um, we feel, we feel good about it, but man, is it hot, hard or tough to hang out with friends, family, mm. church family who advocates for it. And they advocate hard. And a lot of times that's where I'd say most of my, um, most, you know, um, what, um, most active bonfire members are right. Like, you know, most of them who are active in the the membership program, that is where their biggest pain point is, is because they freeze up and they get really uncomfortable when they're at a family function or if they're at a church gathering, or, you know, we have families who, um, husbands are lead pastors or, um, or like worship band directors, right? And they have to have all five of their kids at church three nights a week or like whatever it may be. And they're over here really like uh, wanting to practice compassion and discipline and see things through, but they've got a lot of eyeballs on them that is like, heck no, just take the kid out back and give them a good spanking. Um, That's the way you honor God. That's the way you teach um, healthy obedience. So so does that make sense, families? I want you to know that this is for everybody. Um, so I hope that you will just continue listening and I hope that you will be really, really blessed by this conversation. But the fact is, um, is that research shows that seven out of 10 adults still think that spanking is an appropriate way to discipline, right? So we want to really make space for this conversation and help you understand why we advocate that it's Like there's just so many options. We teach so much here at Fresh Start Family about compassionate discipline. Um, We teach specifically like how do you build a compassionate discipline Mm -hmm. toolkit, but there's just so many different options. So a few years back, I found you, Tanya, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And when I found your account, I was instantly drawn to you. And the way that you were showing up to encourage parents and to speak life and um, just inspiration without judgment, just I could tell it just exuded from your account, from your voice. I loved your clothing line too that you have, <laughs> you know, just realized um, that I feel like we have a lot in common and we have a similar heart to want to serve and support and help families. So take a minute to tell our listeners a little bit more about you, your kids, your family, where you live, what you're up to these days, all that stuff. 
Sounds good. I'm so honored to be here. And I remember that day so vividly when you slipped into my DMs and I was actually talking, I had gotten a question about this exact topic. And oh. um, that was the story that you happened to see. And I remember I would hold back from talking about this topic. And that was one of the first times that I ever addressed it in the comment box on my stories. And you popped in and it was really comforting. It was so comforting mm. because I was so nervous and um, because I, I never want to be misunderstood. And I think that that's so easily, that can so easily be done in the online space. And so I remember you popping in to my DMs and I was like, wow, this is from the Lord. This is the yeah. comfort. Like he kind of sent you there to comfort me in um, being bold and speaking about this. And so I'm just so thankful for this opportunity to be here with you. So I am Tanya Camps. Like Wendy said, I am a wife, mother. I have a six-year-old daughter and a one-and-a-half-year-old step, one stepdaughter, and I am in love with Jesus. And I think that's what's connected us so much in this space. And so um, I'm really passionate about gentle, respectful, conscious, connected, right? Like we have so many names for it now, but really just parenting in general and supporting families on their journey, because I believe that this is such generational work. Like this is the most important work I believe that we do on this earth, right? Because it's not just what's happening in our household, like this impacts generations. And we see it so much with how parents are having to heal from their own childhoods, you know? And I talk so often um, with my husband about imagine in 20 years with all of these families that are doing things differently, like the world is going to be a different place. And this is how we get to impact the world. And so I'm just so wild about it. And, um, like you were saying before, I love empowering families to make choices that they feel good about, right? Like, I don't want you to come yeah. to my page or have a conversation with me. And I want you to leave better. I want you to feel good about these choices. And something else that you said that I just, I want to touch on, because just in case we can't come back to it, I know this is supposed to be my intro, but um, okay. one thing you said about the people that you work with, the most active thing that you hear in the bonfire is about people feeling judged from maybe family members or circles they're in. And that is, that's something that I hear so often. And that's why I think these conversations are important because we are empowering them to dig their feet in, draw a line in the sand and say, this is my belief and nothing will shake me, you know? And that's what I really want for families. I want them to feel so firm in their beliefs that it's okay if someone doesn't agree, you know, that they, they won't be swayed. And so, um, back to what I'm doing these days. Um, I have an apparel line, love encouraging families. And also I'm finishing up my certification to be a baby led well-being sleep specialist. And so I'm so excited about that because I feel like I'm going to get to empower and work with families when they're in this really desperate time of their life of needing sleep. But it has such a holistic approach that I get to speak into the parent-child relationship at length. And so really excited about that. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly, about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being air quotes mean to their sister or disrespecting you, 
but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you could end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. (laughs) Let's get into the subject matter today and let's talk a little bit about um, what we want to do instead of specifically spanking. Um, So instead, we're going to encourage you today to use a compassionate discipline. Discipline means to teach, think, disciple, exercise empathy and understanding, and then show your kiddo the right behavior self-calmings, time-ins, natural consequences, logical consequences. Number two, try focusing on connection. Connection creates cooperation. The more you nurture the relationship with your children through meaningful connection, the more they will want to work with you versus against you. And let's, before you even go on, let's just go back to the first one, Tanya, and let's riff a little bit on just the idea of compassionate discipline versus punishment. What comes to your mind? So the main thing that comes to my mind is that um, we have this paradigm um, that we have to make our children feel bad in order for them to do better, right? Um, Even when it comes to natural and logical consequences, which we can get in and kind of differentiate between those two, but I've even had families that have asked me, well, what what if your child doesn't care about the natural consequence? And that's the thing. We're looking for an emotional reaction, Mm. and we think that the emotional reaction means that there was a learning experience. And that's just not true, right? If we look at what we know about children, they are soaking up everything all the time, right? So we don't need an emotional response in order to believe that there was a lesson learned there. Also, I've just looked into so much of what happens when we have this flooding of an emotional response, right? Emotions are good and it's good to release them, but it's not exactly the best time to learn in that moment because your nervous system is being flooded with emotions and hormones and all of that. So that's not the best time to want to teach a lesson. And so I think that's the main thing, understanding that we don't have to make them feel bad. We don't need to see an emotional response. You know, we look at natural and logical consequences. And so 
I want to talk to safety first, because I feel like so often I hear from families, well, what about when my child runs in the road? They have to know. And the thing is that safety falls on you. Safety falls on you. If you know that you're heading towards the road, you need to grab that hand and hold that boundary because safety is the job of the parent, right? We shouldn't put that responsibility on our child, right? But now if the child is at the playground and they continue to run towards the road, right? The logical Mm -hmm. consequence is it's time to leave the park. You don't have to be... you don't, it doesn't have to be a huge fuss. We can hold the boundary. It's time to leave the park now. I know you're upset about it. We can't run towards the road. It's my job to keep you safe. And we leave the park, right? That consistency in the boundary. And so um, I just think it's so important to equip um, parents with these tools that they know, okay, wait, so if I'm not going to use this harsh discipline, what else can I do? And so much of it is in keeping your word, holding that boundary and allowing life to play out. A natural consequence that I, always happens with my daughter is it's cold outside. She yep. doesn't want to put on her jacket. <laughs> she doesn't want to put it on. And I've really had to talk to my husband about this because he's he's like, but it's cold. And I'm like, she'll figure it out. She'll walk outside and she'll figure it out. And the natural consequence is she's cold. She puts it on. And I don't need to say, I told you so. <laughs> I don't yes. need to take from the learning experience, but life because is that, to... that'll get in the way. Yes, <laughs> when you exactly. Said, as soon as you say, I told you so. It's like the pride. The <laughs> exactly. The pride rises up, but um, life is going to serve so many natural consequences. And I think that's how we can best equip them. Yes. Um, it, yeah. T- the whole discipline thing when it comes to natural consequences and logical consequences, really, guys, the sky is the limit, right? Yes. Like there is just so much you can do to teach. I have a file um, that I show in my free compassionate discipline workshop. I'll make sure I put the link in the show notes, but it's huge. And it's from the last 10 years of teaching through logical consequences. Um, this just really is, I think families get stuck when they're like, but what do you do? Right? Like you just have to step into learning and really learn what your options are. But I thought this might be a good opportunity to read one of the questions here that came in Tanya. And I'll, I'll just kind of read through this because you answered it so eloquently and beautifully. But a, a mom wrote in, she said, I'm really curious what your suggestion, and you, you just alluded to this, but she said it so well, what your suggestion would be for teaching my child to not run into the road, to think safety issues. So far, I've been approaching this as these safety scenarios. A spanking is a means of grace to prevent her from further harm. Another example, swatting her hand, which is like a different version of spanking, right? To prevent her from touching a hot stove, really want your input all for the gentle parenting, but not sure how to not warrant spanking in these scenarios. So you answered, Tanya, you said, this is such a great question. I'm so happy you asked. I think the first thing to do here is shift the perspective of how do I teach my child to stop doing this to how can I teach my child about street safety? How can I teach my child about hot surfaces? It makes a big difference when we look at this through this lens. Spanking or swatting doesn't actually teach the skill. It just says, don't do this. Remember your kiddo shouldn't already know this. They are learning. So you may have to teach them for a while and that's okay. It's not disobedience. It just takes time to learn things, right? Like just mm-hmm. like riding a bike. So get creative and be consistent. Every time you're near a road, take the opportunity to teach, make up a song, hold hands in the road, always, uh, even if there are no cars around, talk about how fast the cars are driving by and the importance of waiting. So we keep ourselves safe, make it a fun game to look back and forth and then say, is it safe for us to walk now? 
letting them choose, right? Using every opportunity as another moment to teach and expand her understanding. The same thing goes for the stove. This red color on the stove means hot. It can hurt our skin and it just goes on and on. But mm-hmm. I love that that example of like you shifting the focus on what you're telling them to stop doing versus what life skill are you teaching? And mm-hmm. wouldn't you agree, Tanya, that when it comes to um, inflicting pain or harm on a child, it's always going to be based on a past mistake mm-hmm. of to stop doing that. This is the penalty Mm-hmm. Um, of sin, this is this the penalty that you're going to pay versus like, hey, I'm going to teach you the life skill. Yeah, and and that's just that's what that's who that's who he is. That's who Jesus yeah. is, right? He's always teaching us for the future. He's never having us look back, right? He's picking us up and he's saying, "Let me show you. Let me show you." And so that is just where I see the character of Christ so deeply in this work. Yes. Yeah. And then also understanding that when kids are in power surge stages of life, especially right, like two to six, 12 to six, 18, let's say, um, like it is a natural developmental appropriate thing for them to want power for them to want to feel powerful. And a lot of times when parents understand that that's just a power struggle. It doesn't mean that your child is blatantly disobeying you. It just means that they're seeking to feel powerful. And when you are equipped and empowered as a parent to understand how you can help them feel powerful and keep the firm limits, mm-hmm. then you're aiding in their development and you're also keeping your firm limit. And by you asking, like the example we just gave of when you kind of coach that, that sweet mama, you said, you know, you, you look both ways and then you ask your child, is it safe to cross now? Like that, this isn't a practice scenario, but that's what empowerment looks like, right? And the more we know, the more you feed in and pour into your children's power buckets, the less they'll push back because their need to feel powerful is um, is filled up. So exactly. Yes. So good. Okay. Well, talk to us about connection. Yeah. So I just always think of the parent-child relationship and how we are getting to know our children, right? Like they are unique beings with different temperaments, personalities, and they're also getting to know us. And so spending that time with eye contact, like they love, they, they love spending as much time with us as we love spending with them. And so they need that connection. It is a true need. And so spending that time building up the relationship so that there can be trust there. That's a huge one, right? Building up that trust that, I can trust mom when she's telling me that something's not safe. And that's because on the back end, that relationship has Mm. been poured into and has been nurtured. And it just makes me think of our relationships as adults, right? I always try to compare it because I think that it can be helpful when we're thinking about relationships as adults. And if I were to um, come home from work and tell my husband that something that happened at work and I was really upset about it, maybe I even did something that wasn't... I I didn't do a process correctly and I came home and he just kind of pushed me away, shoved me away. I wouldn't, that wasn't a connecting building opportunity and I wouldn't seek him again, most likely. Right. right? In those, like when we talk about um, having your child run to you instead of away from you, that's all built on the Mm -hmm. connection that you've already poured in with them. Right. And so knowing that they can trust you, knowing that you're a safe place and, we, we want to cooperate when 
we have good connection with people. We want to, we respect them. That's the other thing. Um, we think that respect should just be automatically given because we're older and we're bigger and we're the adult, but it's built up through connection. That is literally the bridge for all of these things in parenting that we want and we require, that we want obedience, we want respect, but connection is the bridge to get us there. And so oh. um, I think also our kids that time that we spend with them, um, they see it. They see it, especially as they start to get older. It, it's not just a moment for them, right? Sometimes we can be so busy and we're like, okay, well, let me go over here and do this. But it means everything to them. And so it's just building up that relationship. Yes, I so agree. I, I, there was a meme I saw once that was so beautiful and is like, when my kids make a mistake, instead of, oh shit, my mom's gonna kill me. Mm-hmm. I want them to think, oh shit, I need to call my mom. Yeah, exactly. And that like that connection, it it really is the base. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, and it doesn't, and it doesn't just come in the, like, I'm going to sit down on the ground and play with you now. It actually comes in the the worst moments. Oh, right. Like talk to us a little bit about that, Tanya. Like that's actually to me where the biggest, like when Stella or Taryn has like, we've had some misbehaviors that we had to work through. And what was, I have a lot of stories about Stella. So those just come to my mind of the times when we've had to work through like some pretty significant logical consequences. Mm-hmm. And again, logical consequences for us is like learning activities, conversations, I am statements, redos, makeups, um, role plays, like all these things, but we've um, 90, no, I'm going to, I'm going to say a hundred percent of the time we come out with a strengthened relationship where we are so close Mm -hmm. after a mistake and a repair has been done that it feels like it is stronger. Like it reminds me of like strength training, right? Like building muscle. They, I'm pretty sure I'm not an expert in this, but I'm pretty sure I've heard that in order to grow muscles to be bigger, there's like actually tiny little strains that happen. Mm -hmm. And then when that heals, they become stronger and that's what makes a muscle bigger. But talk to us, what's your thoughts on how the, the crappy moments when we choose to, to discipline through respect and connection and compassion discipline versus fear, force and pain, how it builds connection and like those worst moments. Oh, definitely. So I think that many parents could relate to this. So I'm going to share this. I remember there was a night I was doing stuff around the kitchen and my daughter was playing, playing. And I kept telling her, please don't ride the scooter in the house. And so I told her three times and I I put the scooter away, right? That was a logical consequence. So then she's kind of hopping around and she knocked over the dog's water bowl. And Mm -hmm. I just, oh, I, I wanted to get frustrated. I was frustrated. I wanted to handle it differently, but I got down and I said, she was really upset. And I said, it's okay that this fell over. Let's clean it up together. So we cleaned it up together. We cleaned it up together. And she, I didn't say much about it because I was getting myself under control, right? It's about us too. And so she apologized a few minutes later. And I thought, wow, she came to that on her own because of these other instances that we had. How about about an hour later, I knocked over the water bowl. Yeah. (laughs) And she came to me 
And she helped me. And she said, mom, it's okay that you knocked over the water bowl. And we cleaned it up again together. And so I see these patterns of how the Mm -hmm. connection and these opportunities is just deepening our relationship. And not only that, there were so many things that happened in that occurrence, right? Because I didn't blow up and make it about something else, send her to her room. We were able to clean it up together their teamwork, right? Team building. We were able to, she came to saying sorry on her own. I didn't have to say, apologize and say this and now go off, you know, in isolation. She came to it on her own understanding. And it's because there's a respect and a trust that's really built there. And so um, sometimes it's going to look messy. Sometimes you're going to be so frustrated. You're going to have to take some deep breaths. You, You might be on the verge of losing your cool, but there's always an opportunity. And I came out of that with such a perspective and beauty that, wow, she ministered to me when I dropped that water also. And so I think that's just continuing to build on how, how deep the relationship can go. I hope that that answers it. (laughs) No, it does. And it's just so beauty because beautiful because isn't that like, so the way Jesus teaches us, right? Like he just checks our heart when we are needing to discipline or teach It's like, it reminds me of where Jesus, he's like, everyone's like stoning this woman. And he's like, okay, well, everyone's like, okay, who's going to go first essentially. And he's like, well, let any of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. And basically everyone just walks away Mm -hmm. because that's what I feel like. That's what we have to keep in mind when we're disciplining, like, really? Like, have you never, have you, you're going to inflict like we, we, right. I, I'm going to think about inflicting pain on this human being when I I might walk away and do the same thing three hours later. Like I got, like, it's just not, it's we're human, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're human and the connection side of things just really um, guides us so much more than any other, any other part of it. Okay. So let's talk about respect for a little bit and talk about taking it back to the golden rule, treat Mm -hmm. others how you want to be treated. Your child, no matter how old is worthy of respect, parent like a coach instead of a boss. So I just, I completely agree with all of those statements. And I think um, it's this hierarchy mindset that we have, that we are a dominating figure over our children. And so they are less than, even though we may not feel that way, really, like we all love our children, but subconsciously, that's how we're operating, right? And they may not be seen in society. I know that this is definitely true as worthy of as much respect. And so shifting that paradigm of like, wow, you are just as worthy, right? Like I see our children as our closest neighbor. And so I I have an example, my daughter the other day, I said, "Um, are you ready to eat lunch? And the thing is that lunch was already ready, right? So I shouldn't have asked her. And she, I said, are you ready to eat lunch? And she said, no. And I said, well, lunch is ready. I need you to come to the table. And she said, well, why did you ask me then, mom? And I thought, right. wow, that is a respect thing, you know? And that's, that's like one of those yeah. ones we can really miss, but that's a respect thing. Why did I ask if I was going to have her come to the table regardless? Because I'm not going to respect her answer. And I think so often we can do that. Are you ready to leave the park? No. Yeah. Well, why do we ask? Right. And so that's where those kind boundaries and limits come in so that we can be a respectful parent while also being the parent. And so I always, um, when families will come to me about setting limits or boundaries, I ask them first, are you consistent with your boundaries? Because your child wants to feel like they can trust you and that you respect them. But if you're constantly swaying, it's going to be really hard for them to feel respected. 
or for them to trust that you can keep your word. Oh, so good. And you just, yeah. And you just like pulled in respect and the firm and kind limits and boundaries into one, which is so perfect. Okay, Tanya. And let's talk about why spanking is just counterproductive to compassionate discipline. So I always like to be with a goal mindset, right? Like, are we seeking fear-based obedience or are we seeking character building behavior in our children? And so punishment, Mm, spanking these timeouts, harsh consequences would fall in this fear-based obedience, right? It creates the fear in the child of the parent. And also, are we actually building up tools to not let that behavior happen again? It's like we are teaching them that this certain behavior, I don't do it because then I might get a spanking or I will be harmed or sent away to my room and I don't want that. Whereas character building behavior comes in with all the tools to actually get to the root of the behavior and what's happening to build a toolkit for our kids and have opportunity to teach them skills that they can take on into life with them, right? So we don't want our children to fear us. I know that if you ask any parent, they are not seeking fear-based obedience. That's not what we want. We don't want Sometimes surface. we're tempted, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, to be terrified of your child, but I know our hearts don't want that. Exactly. Exactly. That's not the overall goal. We really, we want self-disciplined human beings. That's what we want our children to grow up into. And so yep. building up their character is so important. Yes. And really it's like when we're speaking specifically to spanking and some of the reasons, you know, we're talking a lot in this episode about, you know, what we encourage you, why we encourage you to take a break from spanking and what we encourage you to do when we're talking about compassionate discipline and connection and respect and firm and kind boundaries. But really like, I want to be clear about how um, I have seen spanking result in very negative behaviors that parents don't want. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of times it's not talked about. So, you know, we have over 200 members now in our bonfire support program. And we see it over and over again, how, when there's been a past of spanking, um, a child often becomes really good at lying. They become very good at hiding their mistakes. They often become aggressive, but when the parent is not there. So in their social group or um, with their brother and sister, again, when mom and dad aren't looking. Um, And often I believe it's because they're tying pain or aggression and violence to love. And it's just a very confusing message. A hundred percent. And I think sometimes we don't realize the impact, the modeling behavior, how deep it goes right? Like they are little sponges. They are watching our every move. And not only that, they're learning these experiences, right? Like they come in so fresh into all these new experiences, especially in the toddler years. And they are learning how to navigate those experiences. And who are they learning from? They're learning from us and the experiences that they personally have, just like this story. And so I really love that you mentioned that because I think it's so, so powerful. And for us to, if we're seeing behavior that we need to dig up in our child, we really need to look at ourselves. We really, really yeah. do. What are we doing in the home? You know, my daughter has been, I actually had this discussion with my husband last night. She has been complaining a lot and woo, it is taking a toll on me. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't have the bandwidth for it some days. And um, it just feels very negative to me. Right. So um, 
I was talking to my husband about it last night and, you know, we both work from home. My daughter is also homeschooled. And so she's with us all the time. And mm. so I can be a little bit of a complainer, but it's in a joking way with my husband that he understands it, but she is picking this up from me. Yes. And I was like, Whoa, I had a whole revelation last night and it really nice. got me in check. And so I know that that's a different situation, but it's in all aspects. We need to turn and look at ourselves where this behavior is coming from and then, and then align it with our values. Yes, Tanya, so good. And then the lying and hiding, yeah. it just, again, I see it. I see it in the kids so much. And so I, and I know you do too, help parents yeah. with this, like in order to have your kids stop lying to you and stop hiding from you really like there needs to be a safety and discipline. Yes. Like as long as a child is fearing that there is going to be pain, shame, humiliation, uh, inflicted, yeah. in, inflicted upon him or her when he makes a mistake, like there is just not going to be a comfortableness with learning from your mistake. Right. And that's yes. what you and I both teach is like mistakes are opportunities to learn. And yes, yes. sometimes nobody, you know, it's like, it, it's a journey to become more comfortable with mistakes. We teach this a lot in our freedom to be weekend course, but it's like, um, but there's always there's always an ability to learn. And the goal with kids is to teach them to make different decisions tomorrow, exactly. not to feel bad or shameful about the mistakes they made yesterday. It's like, I made a mistake, made a choice. We're all human. We all sin. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow I have the ability to make another choice. But with when you bring shame into the picture or pain or humiliation, it becomes easier for I believe the brain to take the root of lying and hiding versus taking responsibility and saying, okay, I made a mistake and tomorrow I'm going to make a different decision. All right. So good. So let's talk about how spanking degrades connection in the parent-child relationship. Definitely. So I know we've been talking about how important this relationship is, right? And so we always want to focus on building it up. We always want to focus on more connection. You can never have enough connection, right? Like you can never connect enough with your spouse. You can never connect enough with friends. And so when we use these tactics, such as spanking and other harsh punishments, um, I like to think of a stick. And so that experience breaks the trust. And now there's a gap there right? And of mm -hmm. course, we can rupture and repair. I don't want that to be missed in this discussion, yeah. right? Especially if you're coming, um, you're wanting to make shifts and you've been using um, punishment in your home and you are thinking, whoa, so now I have gaps in my connection. There is repair, right? Like we are human, we're on this journey. But if that continues, all of these breaks, right? Just imagine those breaks and a long stick, it starts to chip away at the relationship. And so the opportunity to learn is kind of lost there, right? And so I just think it's so important to constantly have this mindset of where can I build connection? What can I ask myself right now? How can I connect in this situation? Why did this happen? What's going on here, right? Instead of these, these experiences that just break it. Yeah. When it comes to connection, I think like vulnerability and humility are huge in this situation. And really when you think of spanking or traditional punishment me methods, it's kind of the opposite of humility and vulnerability. So it's kind of, this is what I believe kids see from it. They're like, oh, okay, you're going to hit me. Tell me what I did was wrong. Tell me that you love me and it's in love and it's honoring God, but it's still hurting me. But they, they're like, that means you are up here on a pedestal. Like you must not make these mistakes. Something's wrong with me. I'm broken. I make these mistakes, but you parent, like 
Or as they get older, what happens, I believe, is that they look and they're like, that's total BS. You do this all the time, but you never admit it, which is hypocrisy, Mm -hmm. right? But when they're little, it's more like, wow, like you you are up here, you never make mistakes and I'm down here and I'm getting punishment and like all these things. But when a parent brings in humility and vulnerability, which is like, hey, look, I get it. Like I stole when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I remember ability. Sorry. The relatability. Relatability. Yes. Yeah. Like I remember, like I tell my kids stories all the time when I was a kid or even nowadays, like how I lost my cool or I was disrespectful to someone at Starbucks, like in the, mm-hmm. the barista, barista, or like, I try to find as many moments as I can to teach my kids, especially when we're disciplining. Hey, look, it's just a mistake. Mm-hmm. We all make mistakes. Like I remember when I was a kid and I, you know, I got in trouble once because I rolled my eyes at my mom or my, my dad and I were having an argument when I was a teenager over this. And like, it makes sense. Like it, everybody makes mistakes. Like it, it, yes. Like, and this is, we get to do it differently now. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're together, right. You're, you're not, you're not in trouble. We just got to figure out how to do this differently next time. I've, I've been in your shoes before. You're a normal kid. Mm -hmm. Kids make mistakes. I made the same mistakes when I was little, or I made different mistakes. Um, but we all make mistakes and now we just need to do some type of activity. Like, again, we have so many options for parents when they're learning compassionate discipline, natural consequences, logical consequences, self-regulation stuff. Um, but we are going to learn how to do this differently, but you're not alone. I'm here with you. And, um, and we're together. So let's talk about how spanking degrades respect in the home and in the relationship, Tanya. You know, so often we hear about how, um, do we really respect and see our children worthy of respect if we're using this traditional punishment, such as spanking, right? But I kind of want to look at it from the lens of when we use these kind of tactics, our child can begin to not have respect for us as the parent, right? Like we lose the the reverence there. Um, I've actually spoken to um, adults that were spanked as children and they said, you know, I started to lose respect for my parent because things weren't lining up. I was very confused as a child by the messaging that you love me, but you're hurting me. You're inflicting harm on me. And that's how our children receive it, right? So looking through that lens and as a result, they start to lose respect for us. And we we don't want that because then there it goes. It starts to break down the relationship, right? We we have to also understand that respect is not just given because we're a parent, right? Um, it's something that we have to really hold sacred and say, wow, am I operating in this relationship where I'm also worthy of respect? Is my behavior showing that my child should respect me? Do I keep my word? Am I honest? Are things aligning? Do my actions align with what I'm sharing with my child? And so I really like to look at that lens also, because I know we want respect as parents, but we have to look, are we making sure that we are behaving in a way that um, respect should be honored? Yes, it's so true. And this is where the idea of like hypocrisy can creep in really fast and I just have such a passion in my life to uncover where I am a hypocrite yes, um, because we're too. all human, right? And to then parent in a way where I'm not being hypocritical. And I'm telling you, like when we are like when we are using harsh punishments and indefinitely inflicting pain on our children, um, 
to me, it's just like, man, you better be a hundred percent not doing that same thing or else it's hypocritical. It's hypocritical. Right. And I'm telling you like nine out of 10 times, if I'm needing to teach my child a lesson or discipline around something, I can bring it back to where I've either modeled it or I'm doing it in my own life. Mm -hmm. So many times, like I do not have perfection around the areas that my child is learning. That's, I, I believe that you know, one of my favorite podcasts that we've recorded here is how our, our kids are often our greatest teachers. Oh yeah. But like so many times, if, if I'm really being hard on them for something, then I'm usually pretty hard on myself for it. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes if I'm needing to discipline them on something, I'm able to view to see where I need to learn the same lesson. And they've just brought light to it that we're, we're learning it together. But that's where that, that scripture where, you know, John eight, seven, where Jesus talks about like, everyone's like, okay, you know, stoning this woman. And he's like, like you have that one we, we discussed. It's like, who has never thrown, who has never sinned? Like you throw the first stone. And I just think you have to be really extra full of care. If you're choosing to, to place hands on someone, um, because it's just a very clear area for me how hypocrisy can come out. Does that oh. resonate with you at all? Yes, it definitely does. Especially as our children begin to grow and see that this is not the norm in relationships, right? Why yeah. is this isolated to the right. parent-child relationship? And so I think that we can get into um, a bit of a tough situation when our kids start getting a little older and asking certain questions and seeing that this is not, this is not the norm in my friendships. This is not the norm in marriages and things like that. And so why is it isolated to this relationship? That should be, we've talked about how important it is and it should be the safest. It's, you know, the parent-child relationship is the gold standard for relationships yeah. for our children as they go into life, right? It should be. It should be the yeah. gold standard. Okay. Let's talk about how spanking degrades boundaries for our kids and ourselves. So, you know, the thing that comes to mind, I'm. this really makes me think about consent, right? And how we're teaching our children about consent and consent boundaries. But I like to ask questions. And so I'm going to put this in the form of a question because it really helps me to evaluate. Like we have to think about what we think about these concepts, but how can we teach our children that it's never okay to allow someone to harm them, but in the most sacred relationship with us, we harm them, right? Mm. Through spanking and putting our hands on their body when we're teaching them that you don't allow others to do that to you, right? Yeah. And so when we cross this boundary, we lose these opportunities to set the standard and to model proper behavior. You know, my husband always says um, that what really clicked for him as far as how we have boundaries with our children are when we have politicians or people in authority who don't follow by the same rules that are imposed on the rest of us, we call them hypocrites. Yeah. So why are parents any different, Right. Yes. Gosh, the, the idea of consent, man, we could, we could have a whole nother episode on yeah. that. We, if you guys want to learn more about consent, we have an episode with um, Rosalia, Rosalia Rivera, um, all about consent. And it's just really, really powerful. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and 
kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier, okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Okay, so let's pull up some of the questions that your community has asked you, Tanya. I just love the community that you have built and curated. Um, you know, over on Instagram, I know you're you're now building an, another incredible community for your sleep work. Um, but I just think you have a lot of families who love the Lord, who are really um, want to be intentional about making sure that they are disciplining in a way that honors Jesus, that that is in line with Scripture. So I thought, could we just read some of these questions that came up? Of course, thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the first question came in and said, um, I love this, but I believe that punishment is needed, but it does not have to be physical. There are many other ways to teach your children a lesson understanding in place of physical punishment. This is so common, right? And it's this misunderstanding between discipline and punishment. Cause I actually think that this, this parent was on the right track, right? But she has a misunderstanding of the language. And so, yes, we definitely need discipline. We all need discipline. We need to discipline our children. But when they're used interchangeably, there is a a huge gap, right? So punishment says you must pay for your mistakes. Whereas discipline says, I want to teach you for the future. I think I want to come alongside you. Think discipleship. And so when we make that correlation, it really clears things up about what we're doing with our child, you know? Oh, so good. Okay. Here's another one, Tanya. Where do you stand with biblical references that mention the rod with disciplining? Proverbs 13, 24 is the verse that's usually referenced. Whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. Right. And, and I love this verse. I feel like it gives us so much insight. So I really want to break it down. 
The rod, let's just go back to what the rod even was. It was used by the shepherds to guide and direct the sheep. It was also used to protect the sheep and keep them safe from predators. And so if we know, like we already said, that discipline is to teach, and we're thinking discipleship, to raise up self-disciplined humans, that's the goal, um, then if you spare guiding and protecting your children, I would think that you hate them, right? Like that is our role as parents because we care about them and how we show that we care about them is by leading, guiding and creating a safe place for them like the shepherd was doing for his sheep with the rod. And so, yes, we need to be careful to discipline them. Yes, we need to raise them up and build their character. And I always point back to, we have to look at Christ. How does Christ discipline us? And I, I reflect on that probably daily when I am making parenting choices. This isn't a one and done. This is every day. How am I going to choose to parent? How am I going to choose to discipline? Yes. And it's so important because, because this phrase gets dropped so much um, to understand that spoil a child isn't actually in the Bible. Yes. It no. isn't actually there, right? So yes. the shepherd, as we've said over and over again, use the rod to lead and guide the sheep and to protect them from predators. So when yes. you really soak into that, and again, you and I always love advocating for um, uh, Jesus, the gentle parent book by L.R. Nost. Yes. She has the best lexicon at the back that takes the Greek and Hebrew words mm-hmm. and like shows you the English translation. And that is I mean, I love that book for a million reasons, but that's one of my favorite parts of it is it really like teaches you how to take some of these verbiages and what's actually used in scripture. And she just breaks it all down. It's so good. And And I I always want to encourage parents like go like the fact that spare the rod, spoil the child has him passed down. And so many believers think that it's actually in the Bible, like go and look at the scripture, go break down the words. Like you will feel so empowered as a parent when you do this. Yes. And I always recommend I have my book is, um, I mean, my Bible is called life application Bible. I don't know. Mm. It it is so good. It has like a little breakdown in the bottom of each one. It's, it's on our fresh start family shop page. It's like the one I recommend, but okay. Speaking of the sheep, I just want to bring up this question because I've gotten this question in an email. We just talked about this in our um, episode with connected families last week. Um, But someone had asked you, like, have you also heard of the shepherd breaking the legs of the wayward sheep? Sheep that were rebellious would sometimes have their leg broken by the shepherd and were carried in his shoulders until healed. They became reacquainted to his voice and close to him again. Literally, when I read this, when I got this email before, my stomach felt like it was going to turn inside out. (laughs) I just had a visceral reaction to just like just the concept that this is been taught and advocated that this was a thing. And this is like, anyways, no, yeah. And you know, talk to us about this, Tanya. I have so much compassion, um, especially for believers that are asking these questions because they want to do the right thing by the Lord and what they've been Mm -hmm. taught. And so there's just this, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so I always just feel so much compassion that like you want to do the right thing. And and I'm so thankful that they're asking these questions. Yeah. But um, I just was really encouraging the person that asked that question to really dig deeper into that. And there's no biblical reference to a shepherd breaking a sheep's legs. And in my research, many theologians actually believe it to be a myth that was passed down through the church. But also there may have been shepherds that did that 
that that's right. what they did in their time as a shepherd and they believed to be okay, but it's not a biblical reference. And just because the shepherd may, may one shepherd might have done that doesn't mean that that's our model. Right. Yep. Exactly. Awesome. Okay. Um, here's another one. Um, someone wrote in that says, um, thanks so much for sharing your insights, Tanya. I'll have to process through why it worked so well for me as a child. I'm actually glad my parents spanked us and I have an awesome relationship with them with no trauma whatsoever. They poured love and Christ over us. So maybe that is why question mark thoughts for myself to ponder as a parent. I loved her tone here because you can tell she's really like looking at this and examining it, right? Like, um, and then someone else chimed in and said, um, same, my sister and I spank were raised in a spanking home with parents who lovingly pointed to Jesus, but also held firm consequences for behavior. I have no trauma and no negative issues with my parents. My husband and I read shepherding a child's heart. We really encourage you to read a different book. You guys, by the way, <laughs> we have yes. many on our website and it was very formative on how and when we spank. So you tell us like more, but I love you just right away. You responded like, I love your openness. Like, yes. let's, let's talk about this, but talk to us a little bit about those type of questions. Exactly. Like I, I also really like hearing people's experiences that, wow, what an amazing thing that those choices that your parents made didn't have a negative impact on you. Right. Like praise God, that's right. such a blessing. And so I want to make sure that that is, um, that the fact that this person didn't have that experience and they're still just sharing and seeking is so important to me. And so I loved the openness. Parenting is not cookie cutter. We all are so unique in the way that we are formed with our personalities and our experiences. And there are so many layers in the home in the parent-child relationship, right? And so every child is different in how they respond. And I just always think of the example of a, a divorced home, right? Like you have the one child that never wants to get married because they're so harmed by that divorce and experience of their home being broken. And then you have the child who says, no, I want a marriage and I want it to last forever. How would we have ever known how the, that would have manifested in those children, right? So if there's another way, why wouldn't we go another way? The thing is, it's completely subjective. It's completely subjective to the individual. And um, the same is how a child receives and perceives punishment like spanking. Yeah. Yep. And I think uh, it's like, as a, as a certified life coach, um, it's like, I just see over and over again, how people don't like, nor, you know, before we find this work, before you get into therapy and, and healing work, you, most people don't tie challenges they're having in their exactly. life to like childhood experiences. And then once they realize like where it comes from, then they start to understand why they have struggles with um, using their voice, standing exactly. up for themselves, um, being really triggered and mm -hmm. yelling at their kids or feeling like they, they can't keep their cool if a child mm -hmm. is having a meltdown and they like, all, there's just all these behaviors we call them protection behaviors or closed behaviors in, in our life coaching world. Um, but it's like, they, they just may think that they're human, right? Like, cause that is a human condition mm -hmm. to have relationship, you know, normal relationship things or, or moments where, um, 
you just <laughs> like, there's just so many things, but I think when people start to get into a healing type of environment and you start to unravel some of the behaviors or really Tanya, what I see the most often is it's the thought patterns mm-hmm. that gets in our way of having healthy relationships with our children and our spouse. Often we will see and uncover that if you had a strong amount of fear as a child, that there are repercussions to that. And yeah. I totally respect when someone says, I have no trauma, I have no problems in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe there really are people out there that have no problems in their life. They're mm-hmm. just like, I wake up every day. <laughs> I like, I go to the grocery store, I go to work, I don't get angry at everybody. I don't like, I don't snap at my spouse. I don't, I'm not triggered. I don't yell. Like I'm just feel like I'm totally in control. I know how to use my voice. I stand up for what I believe in. I like know how to handle conflict in a healthy way. I don't have anxiety. I don't suffer. Like maybe there really are people out there. And um, like you said, praise God for that. So, but, and we we know that that's not the majority. (laughs) Right. 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 Us included. Us included. Yes. Okay. Just a few more. Okay. Um, someone asked, what about Proverbs 22, 15 foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him or Proverbs 23, 13, do not withhold discipline from a child. Although you strike him with the ride, he will not die or Proverbs 29, 15, a rod of correction in parts of wisdom, but a child left to himself disgraces his mother. Here again, when we start getting into looking at the scripture, we have to have that understanding of the difference between punishment and discipline. Again, punishment, pay for your mistakes. Look, We're looking back when we focus on punishment, yep. right? Discipline, we are really looking to the future. And so, again, we have to challenge the perspective of discipline versus punishment and challenge what the rod actually is. And I always am pointing people to look at Galatians 5, through 23, right? Looking at the fruit of the spirit. And it's hard to reconcile ever putting hands on another person, child or adult being done in kindness or gentleness. Yeah, Like 100%. really try to reconcile that um, within your heart, right? Like there's no condemnation here, reconcile it and, and think about it. And, and I also am thinking we live under the new co- the covenant of the new Testament and Jesus is our example. So sometimes we can get really caught up in the, in these um, definitions and all of that, but we need to look to Christ and, and ask him, ask him, like take it to your prayer closet and ask him, you know, I think that that's so important. Yep. And I think the, the idea of the new covenant is like so important, right? And I know LR knows talks about this and Jesus, the gentle parent is like, you know, the old Testament is so full of like, you know, those, those punishment style stories. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so beautiful to look at how God realized and recognized that it wasn't working to bring his, his, children to him. And so it it took Jesus. It took Mm -hmm. completely doing it differently. It took humility and um, sacrifice and just, it's just a completely new covenant, right? The new Testament is a completely new covenant. It's old Testament is absolutely like it is important. And again, when you break down these scriptures, you're going to see when you take it, like you have your prayer closet and like, when you take it and, and look at it, it's like, you'll, you'll find the understanding and also just be rooted in the idea that Jesus is our example. Yes. And, and I really believe that, um, that this respectful, gentle, conscious, whatever we want to call it, 
parenting is so aligned with the character of Christ, right? Like, yep. and I, and I want to see believers feeling confident in that and like spearheading this movement. Like yes. that is really like, we are the light and like we, and you know, and that's why we're having this discussion, right? So that we can get information out there to get believers more, um, to get them thinking about these concepts and to see where they, they fall, but we can be, we should be spearheading this movement. I feel so passionate about that. Yes. And, and, and that confidence, right. That confidence Mm -hmm. when you hear a healthy discussion around this, that's respectful and full of light. Um, I'm just so, I'm so, so thankful that we get to have this conversation today. Um, Okay. Here's another question that came in. Gentle parenting can include spanking. There is a difference between reacting in anger and hitting your child in that anger and positively reinforcing that consequences come from disobedience. You're speaking as if spanking is child abuse and it certainly is not. Um, I did not get that tone from your beautiful reel that you shared that day. And again, everyone has a different interpretation. So, but talk to us about this idea that again is taught over and over again Mm -hmm. in Christian circles that in order this, and you heard this before with a question of like, you just not have to know how to spank. You have to do it in a calm time, which creeps me out even more than like, I can't imagine if my dad was like, <laughs> and, and in the gentle, Jesus, the gentle parent book, L.R. Nose tells the most beautiful story. Oh. Is that, I mean, that story. Yes. I mean, I, oh. I, I remember where I was when I read it. I was on an airplane traveling and I just, oh I was gosh. weeping. I was weeping. Yes. I know exactly the story you're talking right about. <laughs> yes. I know exactly the story. So guys, you need to read parents, read that book. Please, it will change your life. That's like Holy Spirit right there. Just yes. So I think that we, when I hear this message, I see so much emphasis on how the parent feels, right? Like the parent cannot, you shouldn't be angry, you shouldn't react in anger. But how is our child receiving it? No matter what, right? Um, Pain is pain. Inflicting harm is inflicting harm. Fear is fear. And if we have all those elements, no matter how you do it your child is receiving that. And so I never really hear the messaging about, well, what's happening emotionally and within the child on the receiving end of this, regardless of the parent's heart in it, right? Like it is what it is, no matter the position and posture of your heart. And so that's always been really confusing for me because I know we talked about in the very beginning of this episode that it's to advocate for the child. So we have to be taking our child into um, account here and looking at what is this doing to them? What's the emotional response, regardless if I'm calm or if I'm angry? Yes, it's so true. And the point, and, and really one of the key things I think we want to drive home is, yes, there are consequences. There's yes. consequences. But the idea that hitting and hurting a child in a calm time makes the spanking okay, we are here to advocate that that is absolutely not true and not the case. And like you said, the child is still terrified and experiencing physical pain, humiliation, and shame, and then being told that it's in the name of love and God. And it just, we really want to encourage you that you do not have to do it that way. And you can learn how to have boundaries and natural logical consequences um, that you, you can teach in a calm time. So I know that's just like, I was really excited to speak to that because it's just such a common thing that really jacks parents up. And to me, it's, it's even more detrimental to a child Mm -hmm. because talk about breaking respect and connection. Like you think you can trust your father or your mother 
and you're like getting ready for bed. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, it comes out of left field. Yeah. Um, it, it's almost like, so anyways, okay. Last one. And then I want to read one, one more that was so beautiful just to wrap this up. So, okay. Someone said I'm all for natural consequences and spank sparingly because I think it can be a slippery slope, but some misbehavior does not have immediate natural consequences. For example, if my three-year-old refuses to let me put her socks on and shoes multiple times, I've warned her it was going to happen. I asked her calmly to listen. I gave her a minute to finish what she was doing. I told her sternly to listen, basically given her every opportunity to listen, and she still doesn't obey. Any suggestions for situations like this? Yes. And I I want to I want to speak to this in exactly what I do and give some tools. So I personally have a two-time rule that I hold myself to. I'm only going to ask twice and not in a fearful way, but because that's what I need to do to hold myself accountable so that I do not exhaust my patience, lose my cool, right? And then parent in a way that doesn't align with my values and who I want to be as a mother. And so that's always helpful for me. I have to hold myself to these boundaries. So, um, I'm looking for a way to cooperate together. So I'm going to go into giving a choice. I'm going to ask twice and then we're going to move on from there. I'm not going to continue to ask and ask and ask again. And I'm going to go into giving a choice. Do you want to put your shoes on or do you want me to put your shoes on? Right. Or we really have to get to this appointment. I'm going to put your shoes on now. I want to empower parents. You are the parent, right? So hold yourself accountable and I'm going to put your shoes on now. This is what we're going to do. And we're going to leave. I want you to have that confidence when you're speaking and communicating with your children. And then I might sing a song because we know that our children love play. They love play. If you want to get them to cooperate, get fun about it. Sometimes I can be so serious (laughs) when I'm asking things of my daughter. And so I might sing a song about putting shoes on and keeping our feet safe in our shoes. And I just want to keep a calm, kind, but firm environment that this is the thing. I know you don't want to put your shoes on, but we got to, and we got to get to this appointment. So let me help you do that. And let's get it rolling. Yeah. Right. Spanking is going to cause a, oh, a whole emotional um, response there. It's going to make a mess of something yeah. that we can just come alongside our children and help them to cooperate while also holding a boundary that I'm not going to ask you five times. So we're not going to do the merry-go-round thing. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's a great example of sticking to a firm limit. And following through with consistency, right? We always say with toddlers or or little ones, more actions, less words, but it's like, yes, we're going to follow through. We have so many resources for you um, families. I mean, this to me is like a power struggle, right, Tanya? And and families, we have a free workshop all about power struggles that you can come learn with me. Save your seat, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash power struggles. But I'll teach you some actual strategies to use that rely on true power to influence your child to actually do what you want them to do versus, you know, the external control, fear, force, intimidation, control, which spanking and threats of spanking spanking are, um, they're like the epitome of external control, right? But that's actually not true power. That only is going to work for you when there is a discrepancy in power, right? Like your child is a quarter of your size, they don't have any money. Mm-hmm. They don't have any power. It's only going to work for you until, you know, once they hit 13, 14, 15 years old, there's no power there. So it's not true power. Like you've got to learn how to influence your children with true power. And then, especially when they're little, just follow through with consistency and firm kindness. 
Okay, Tanya, let's wrap it up with this beautiful comment um, that I thought we would just read from your community. Um, and that just, I think, kind of wraps everything up that we've been speaking about. And then you you can tell me what, what your thoughts are on it. Um, but someone wrote in and said, I have to admit that spanking was something we used as a form of discipline with our children, perhaps for the simple fact that we didn't know any better. And that's how we were raised. I have to say that as a child, I didn't really get spanked, but my mom did hit me with a shoe one time for passing curfew. That wasn't the case for my brothers. However, they did get spanked hit, etc. I can't speak for my husband, but I'm sure he probably was as well. Looking back, I wish we would have known what we know now, and we would have done things a whole lot differently. Unfortunately, life doesn't give us a do-over or a rewind, and we have to live with our decisions. Regrettably, sometimes we do or say what our parents did. Words can either give life or death what power they do hold. Although sometimes I think a spanking is what a child needs, I have to say that I believe there is a better way to parenting. There has to be something better than some of the generational methods. Oh, how I wish I would have had some of this information 30 years ago. I'm sorry. I hope my kids will be empowered. This <laughs> is like so emotional to read this. It's yeah. so beautiful. <laughs> I hope my kids will be empowered to do better than we did when they become parents. There is a wealth of information to learn from. Seek it and use it. Tanya, I think it's great you're finding better, more positive reinforcement and discipline and sharing it with others to be great at one of the top, toughest jobs anyone could ever have and at the same time, the most rewarding. God bless everyone in a lifetime endeavor. So good. Yeah. I don't even, I mean, I'm crying, but I don't even know how to add to that. Like what, oh gosh, that is, that is wisdom and yeah. in love and just like looking at this, this mom that did things, she would, she would go back and do it differently, but seeing the compassion that she even has mm. for herself. I think yeah. that that is so beautiful and um, with hope for the future generations. And I think that so much it's, exactly what she said, um, the generational methods, right? Just yeah. doing what we learned. And um, that's why I'm, I'm so passionate about um, this is generational work. It is huge and it goes down generations and generations. But um, another thing that I think about is, um, you know, I'll have I'll have families tell me, well, I was spanked and I turned out fine. And so I know so often someone will say, well, did you? But I don't really like to take that approach, right? I don't, we all have a time where this unfolding happens for us and um, and when paradigms are to be shift. But the thing is that with this information that we have, with the research that's been done, with what we're sharing here, we cannot tell what's happening when we maybe spank on the underlying level of our children until much later. So why take that chance when there's another way, right? Like there's yeah. another way to do this. And so we don't need to take that chance. Maybe, you know, I always give the example of if um, two parents get a divorce, I've seen families, even in personal circles where one child as a result of that divorce desires a marriage that is going to last a lifetime and they dedicate their being to it. And then another child that says, I never want to get married. I saw what happened in divorce and I'm, I'm, I'm pushed away from it. I want nothing to do with it. And so we don't know how it's going to impact each child individually until much later when we see that manifestation. And so that's why it's why, when there's a better way, a better way that you can also feel good about. Yep. 
Yeah. The same thing happens with like alcoholic parents, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have a good friend who brother like really um, ended up in a bad, bad, bad state. And then the other brother um, who was my boss for a long time, just a hundred percent focused to being sober and was just like an advocate for it his entire life. Right. So I love that point of you do just never know. And like, if you, Terry always says, if you didn't have to, yeah. if you really believe that you didn't have to, wouldn't you want to choose this way? Exactly. And I think yeah. the, the problem comes down to people think and have been told that you are disrespecting God if you don't Mm-hmm. correct your children in this way. And that is why one of the reasons why it's so important to just start having these conversations in a healthy, respectful place, because we are, t- I am, I am saying you are not, you are actually respecting Jesus, right? Like I love how you pointed out Tanya, that we are living in, in the covenant of the new Testament. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus is our example. Jesus yes. is our role model, right? I think people get really confused and hung up in the old Testament. And that's okay. Like there's so much that we learn and God teaches us and it's, and every single scripture is, there is a way to understand it. And all of these books we've mentioned will help you understand those old Testament scriptures. And we are living in a new covenant. Like Mm -hmm. we have a direction, right? Like it is under, under the guidance. It is under, um, it is under Jesus. So yeah, I and love the more it. That, so that no, the more ahead. that we can model Jesus in our home, the more our children are going to understand who he is, who he really is, the character of Christ. And I think that's, that's so important when we can understand the character of Christ, it deepens our relationship with him. And we get to be that first experience of Christ within the home with our children. And so I'm always looking to the fruit of the spirit and how I'm operating. And I'm always looking to the character of Christ and in my personal relationship with him, getting to know who he is more so that I can embody that in my parenting journey. Isn't that true? I always ask, especially when I teach at church, when it comes to the fruit of the spirit, right? Like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Like who like that we get, right? When we're in like healthy, connected relationship with the Lord. Those are the gifts, right? Like who, what parent does not want more than that? Yeah. Like what more of that? Like, I think we all would raise our hands and say that we're a little deficient, of those mm-hmm. things at many times. Um, and the gift of the connection with God is just blesses us with those. And then we get to use them in our parenting and it's a journey. So, oh my goodness. Well, I'm so happy that you, you told listeners about that. And then um, we'll have you back in just a few months, Tanya, we'll talk about sleep. And of course, we're going to talk about just how our relationship and our connection with our kids has so much to do with sleep. Um, I know you're passionate about speaking on that, but if you could just um, tell listeners where they can find you for now and, um, and anything you want to, you want to share before we, we say goodbye. Sure. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Tanya camps and also my website, tanyacamps.com. And I'm recently, I'm starting up my sleep page. It's at sleepy time toddler. So I'll be working with all families in terms of sleep, but specializing in the toddler stage. Awesome. Tanya, thank thank you you so much. My heart just is so happy right now. And I feel better. I know you and I were both nervous before we had this conversation. And now I'm like, praise God, we did it. And listeners, I just hope you are blessed. And, you know, our DMs and our emails, you know, they're open for conversation. We invite healthy, 
respectful conversation around this. Um, we are we are here um, if you want to shoot us a DM. Um, and please share, you guys, if you love this episode and you would like to, to be part of the movement to change um you know, uh, what's being taught in the, in the Christian church around discipline, then please screenshot this right now and then share it to your stories. Uh, like Tanya said, we're both really active on Instagram. She's at Tanya camps. I'm at fresh start Wendy. We would really love um, to just, sh- um, you know, share that out. And we're just thankful so much for, for you being part of this movement. So thanks so much for listening um, families, and we will see you for our next episode. For links and more info about everything we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 123. And if you love this episode, and if you love our show in general, thanks, we love you too, make sure you leave us a review over on iTunes. It takes less than two minutes usually, and it's just a great way to say thank you for all of this free content that we produce for you. So thanks, listeners. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kid's worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.